Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. But now joining us on the Roman Guest Line is Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet. Ken, thanks for joining the show. How are you? I'm doing great. I don't I don't have a lot to offer on the Cleveland discussion, which I enjoyed uh, a couple minutes ago, but Ryan mentioned uh, Sandusky, Ohio, and the, the only memory that I have, I've never been to Sandusky, Ohio, I'm sure it's a wonderful place, it is. even if Ryan does, even if Ryan disagrees. Uh, I was when I, my freshman year of college, so I went to the University of Richmond in Virginia, and uh, the first uh, girl that I met yeah, on, on campus, basically, it's like night one, like moving to the dorm, everyone's kind of like, Matriculation. First, first girl that I met, from Sandusky, Ohio. I won't. I won't give her name out. It doesn't really matter. The story's not that embarrassing. But I was like, all right, like, well, like college life. Like, I wonder what that's going to be like. I went to boarding school for high school. Like, yeah. All right, like, let me. It's probably going to be a lot different. Uh, and we like end up like, we, like all of us go to a party. Like, drinks may have been consumed. And basically, the night ends with her looking across campus and seeing a fence with a bunch of construction equipment and going, you know what? I'm going to go drive that tractor. And, like, no, stop. Over to a fence. Oh no! Fence, gets up in a tractor and then gets up behind the steering wheel and starts yelling to her friends like, "I'm driving a tractor." And I remember thinking like, "Man, Sandusky, Ohio, like producing some wild ones." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of a lot going on here. So yeah. anyway, that's my Sandusky, Ohio story. Life comes full that. circle. You hear Sandusky, Ohio, and your your appearance on our show, and it takes you back to the college days. That's what we like to do here. Forget about winning bets. We want to make you think about the craziest moments from your college experience. So, Ken, you're welcome. Um, Ken, now that you owe us because we brought back that Sandusky memory for you, uh, let's talk about the NFL. Last week was a crazy week. What's the one thing that surprised you the most in the NFL? And don't say it's the Browns against the Steelers because Baker Mayfield sucks. And we knew that was coming. And I hope I never see another snap of him playing quarterback ever again. Yes, I said it. <laughs> uh, let's see. What was surprising? Uh, I mean, I think Cincinnati beating Kansas City was like the most surprising thing. And I have one from a betting standpoint that we could do afterwards, I guess. But um, the way that that game was officiated, some of the post-game win expectancy stuff, like I'm I'm really still not necessarily a believer in the Bengals in terms of like if we talk about playoff games, deep playoff run. This is a team that could still be the one seed, obviously, if Tennessee loses and Cincinnati wins, they get some other results, obviously, to go their way. I, I mean, at least I can tell you my rating, which is heavily influenced by how the market views them. I have them as like a slightly above average team rating wise. I'm sure that would shock a lot of people. But I mean, they also close a more than a field goal underdog at home to the Chiefs. So that kind of tells you, I think how the markets view Cincinnati. So that result was pretty surprising. I mean, betting wise, and it's not that it was surprising, but it was the most obnoxious loss of the weekend by far. Um, I had the Carolina Panthers getting a full touchdown against new Orleans. And uh, that game, if you play that game a hundred times with kind of that, those teams entering, I mean, just the types of plays that were happening, it's almost impossible that the saints actually end up covering that game. And there were a myriad things that kind of went against me in that game. So just there's, you know, from the sort of on field football, what people care about standpoint, I'm pretty surprised that Cincinnati won, and I still don't believe in them. And then from a gambling standpoint, I have no idea how Carolina did not cover a touchdown. Uh, Ken, so looking at this week, obviously week 18, there's a bunch of games that don't really matter, meaningless games like Green Bay, Detroit, Chicago, Minnesota, Carolina, Tampa Bay. Three games, I guess, that matter um, as far as like playoff implications. You got the Chargers and the Raiders, the Niners and the Rams, uh, and then Pittsburgh and Baltimore, I guess, still matters, although the Steelers need a whole bunch to get in. Are you playing any of these other games? Like, can you find value with, let's say, like the football team taking on the Giants, two teams that aren't going to the playoffs? Or are you just kind of focused on like the three big ones and then some of the, you know, need to win games against eliminated teams like New England, Indiana, uh, Indianapolis this weekend? 
Well, you know, you know what's funny, Ryan, is that uh, so you group together the games that like the, the games that matter, right? Yeah. The games that have really high stakes. I guess would be another way to put it because you know a lot of the other games have one playoff team against the non-playoff team. Right. So the, the games that you're talking about, the ones where like the stakes are really high, the people that listen to this show are probably really interested in betting those games. I think those are the ones where you're actually the least likely to find value because we've watched those teams the entire season. The market betters in general, like humans who watch football, I feel like we all have a pretty good idea of what those teams are. I feel like we're all going to be able to kind of get pretty close to the same number in those games too, in terms of how we rate those teams. Right. So like chargers in Vegas, I think I've been three the entire season for this game and it's three, like where, where's the value likely to come from when we've seen so much data, we have so much uh, at our disposal to learn about what these teams are. And I guess the one exception to that, and it is the game uh, of that bundle you mentioned earlier that I am interested in, um, is the, the Niners-Rams game, and it's only because we don't totally know for sure who's going to play quarterback for San Francisco in the game, right? So the number will be dictated by whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance. If it's Garoppolo and it's more than a field goal, I actually do like the Niners to win that game a little bit. Uh, my number with him playing is something like going to be like four. I think that's where the market's going to settle. But if he's healthy, then I'll take a shot on the money line with San Francisco to win and obviously get into the playoffs uh, as a result of that. To answer your second question about can you bet the other games, the games where – we have no idea. Maybe what right. to expect motivation-wise in some of them. I think the answer is a resounding yes, actually. And I, I honestly think sometimes that's where the valuable bets can come from because we have no idea what the teams are going to be. And you know what? If we're if the four of us don't really have a good idea of what the game is going to be, the market probably doesn't have a good idea of what the game is going to be. It's a lot more guesswork, right? Like, how who can honestly say with certainty? Maybe one of you through game. Ryan, maybe you definitely can actually with this game. Like, who can say for sure? what the numbers should be in Green Bay, Detroit this weekend. Right. Like, does anybody feel great about the number that they're going to create? Anybody with a spreadsheet or a piece of paper and a pen or just thinking about the game? Like, all right, it's Aaron Rodgers and the starters for like a series or maybe more. It's like a preseason game. Then it's Jordan Love. And then we don't know who's playing quarterback for the Lions. Yet, right. And the game is in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's your number? Anybody who has confidence in what their number is in that game is lying. Is lie. Basically, like there's no way to have a number for that game. So sometimes I think, you know, if we're all unsure about the game and it's a weird game, then everyone's unsure. Then the market's unsure. Then the betting market maybe maybe it's you know making a bet on extreme outcomes, so underdogs to win outright that are big underdogs or favorites to win by way more than they're supposed to win by. You know, if we don't really have a good idea, maybe the market doesn't have a good idea. So okay, so what's your calculus then? Because that was my number one question: is how do you actually go about finding value right. when there's so many unknowns? Sure. It's a, it's a great question. So the, the unknown that I can't, uh, that I can't really give you a good answer for, for that is who is playing. Like, I need to know who's playing quarterback to tell you whether I like the game or not. Right. Like I have to know at least the answer to that question. Cause it ends up dictating so much of like win probability or how I feel about the game. Like if it's golf versus Boyle, if it's, if it was going to be Rogers for more than we thought versus Jordan love, uh, you know, in a, a ton of the other games, Baker Mayfield, to, we assume Case Keenum, but like, let's see who they actually, I don't think they've actually announced their starter um, with Baker Mayfield now out for the season in that game. Like if I know who the quarterback is, I think I can give you a pretty good guess on like sort of, uh, I refer to it on our show as week 18 is kind of like more art than science. Like you're making a number, but it's really more about some motivation stuff some like how the markets is it way different than it was the first 16 weeks of the season and if so do you agree that it should be way different so i'll give you a game that i think is priced i think is priced incorrectly and some of it's motivation driven uh i actually really like the jets plus 17 against buffalo this weekend i actually think this number uh, a lot of the good team bad team games are inflated a couple points this week because one team needs the game and one team does not um i can't really get to 17 in this game and if you look at the jets like last four to six weeks there's like a consistent steady arc upward of improvement they play hard Mm -hmm. they play really hard 
And we and we've seen the Bills uh, in almost identical situations, actually home games against bad teams. So that's Atlanta. And then that's Carolina a couple weeks before that, where those teams actually did not end up covering. And it was miraculous both times that the Bills ended up either pushing or covering those numbers. Those games stayed within one possession for a large majority of the game. So I think that's a good team, bad team game where I feel pretty confident based on how the team is playing down the stretch that I would like to make a bet. And that would be in contrast to like the bad teams where I don't know what I'm going to get down the stretch. So that would be Jacksonville for sure. That would be the Giants 100% of the time. I do like Washington in that game a little bit, almost just for that reason. So yeah, there is a little bit of art instead of science. Like, is this, especially if it's a bad team or it's a team that's out of the race, like, do you feel confident backing that team kind of given what your expectation should be about their coach, their quarterback, whether the team has kind of packed it in and you have to do kind of make a guess along those lines. Ken, so following up on that question, let's talk about the Bills really quickly. Like they're eight to one to win the Super Bowl. They haven't really impressed me. So now I'm going forward. Like if we fast forward to the playoffs, they're right now slated to take on the New England Patriots. How much confidence do you have in this team going forward? I wouldn't place a future bet on them. If I were to make a future bet at this moment, this Bills seems to it seems like they have too many holes and they haven't really figured anything out. But what's your impression of this team, not only this week, well, we already gave out the take for this week, just moving forward into the meaningful football? Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting, like, obviously, who is their matchup, and then we can kind of evaluate it from there, right, to really make, like, in-game decisions or, yeah. like, single-game decisions. But you're right. I think Buffalo is definitely a team that falls into this category. There's a couple others probably that stand out. Like, I guess you go to Arizona will probably end up being a team like that where sure. uh, if you if you watch their games – you're kind of like, oh, really? Like this team? Like yeah. This is the team that's going to go really deep? And then if you follow how they're rated in the market, like what their closing spreads are against other teams, you're like, oh, man, like is this the best team? So like Buffalo is actually the perfect example of this because if you watch Buffalo games, I mean, there's definitely versions of Josh Allen that nobody likes that turns the ball over too much or just doesn't play quite as well. And then there's versions of Josh Allen that are exceptional. You're never really sure which one you're going to get. But if you just go by how the market views the teams, like what is the closing spread in all the games that Buffalo has played? If I just use that number, I actually have Buffalo Raiders as the number one team in the NFL right now, just in terms of, I think, what their spreads would be against other teams. So when you're making a bet on futures, Mm -hmm. like to win the Super Bowl or to win the AFC, I think one thing to keep in mind is, like, okay, maybe you don't like that team, but, like, what are they going to be in those games? I think Buffalo will get a ton of credit in the market in every playoff game that they play in. They'll be favored against almost everybody, obviously, depending on where the game is played. In a Super Bowl, I have them favored, I think, against almost every NFC team, if we were to get to that point. Um, It depends on Tampa, who's healthy and who's playing by the time Tampa gets there. But that just kind of gives you an idea, like, Buffalo really might be valuable. They kind of check all the boxes. Even if you've been unimpressed with the on-field performance, the eye test, the kind of metrics or how the market feels about them actually kind of indicates they really might be either the best team or among the best teams. Ken, really quickly, I need to ask you about this Georgia-Alabama title game. Like, what are you doing here, and why does the market keep uh, undervaluing Nick Saban? Whew, I don't know, but I'm going to undervalue Nick Saban in this game. Uh, I actually I like it. the side and the total in this game, which is uh, weird. I usually don't bet a lot on the championship. Usually I don't like betting on the championship. I love watching it. It's awesome. Um, but just really quick, I actually will have a bet on the side and total in this game. Um, I like Georgia at under three, and I like the under. And really like the question, which is 52.5 currently in the market, uh, what you have to kind of ask yourself is, uh, Georgia plays Alabama. It's a couple weeks ago. Georgia obviously closes almost a touchdown favorite, and the total closes in the high 40s. So was playing one football game, one football game, enough to cause this big of an impact in the market of what the difference between the teams should be? Like if Georgia's six and a half versus Alabama and they play one time, like how many lucky, fluky things can happen in one game 
to really make the difference six and a half to two and a half. Again, this game's on a neutral, just like the other one. The same thing with the total. Really, four points higher based on them playing one time. Like, not a lot of lucky, fluky things could have happened in that game to, to really create the final score. So I know the game went over when they played. I know that Alabama won convincingly, but I'm always going to be much more fond of how did the market view the teams as well, opposed to what actually happened in the game. So that's Georgia and the under for me. Thank you so much, Kim Barkley of You Better You Bet. Always giving us the info and the insight that we need. Check them out every single weekday.